Welcome back, guys. We are here going live with Nerdin' Out Nation podcast number five. This one is titled, What We're Thankful For. This year, we're the day before Thanksgiving, so we thought we'd only be proper here and tell you guys what we're thankful for. We're going to talk about all the toys that we're thankful for, maybe people in our lives, maybe not. The movies, we'll be recapping the movies, we'll be recapping the TV shows. Um, as always, again, I have Pierre to my right. Hey, guys. Jake to the front of me. Hi. And weird enough, Mike's right behind me. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start it off. Let's try something different. Pierre never talks till the end. So, Pierre, tell us a little bit what you're thankful for. Nerd version. Nerd version? Um, that sounds funny. I'm thankful for... I guess I'd have to say I'm thankful for... Uh, the fact that uh, even though I don't have a girlfriend, I got plenty of things to do because uh, now with these comic books taken off, they got so many shows and movies that, that I can just uh, binge watch a, a multitude of different things. So I'm very thankful that uh, comic books have finally uh, have gone real mainstream in society. So I got something to do instead of wish I was someone else. I feel like there's an open invitation right now. Pierre always mentions how he doesn't have a girlfriend. <clears throat> so if you'd like, please go to Facebook, go to Twitter, whatever else you may be on. Right swipe on Pierre Maves. Or guy friend. And I'm find him out. At this point. <laughs> I was just going to say, Check let's, him let's out. start slow. Let's just get him friends. Check him out. Let's just get him friends. I think there's an open invitation. Out. You can see the man behind the voice All right, that carries this show. You're going to be like, he's black? <laughs> we didn't say spoiler alert. <laughs> All right, Jake, how about you? Um, well, this is pretty easy for me to answer, I guess. Um... I'm thankful for having my dream job, being able to co-own and manage a um, brick-and-mortar store, you know, comic books, toys, um, collectibles, cards. I don't like cards, but people do. So, I mean, it's it's honestly a dream come true. I would say I'm blessed if I was religious, but I'm not. Um, but it's, it's awesome, and uh, having the support of my friends and family, so... That's pretty lame. I'm not going to get into too many specifics because I don't know any right now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what I'm thankful for this year, anyways. We'll see about next. <laughs> Fair I hope it's the same. <laughs> Where are you at with it, Mike? Oh, that's funny. Um, you know, I'm uh, thankful for a lot of similar things. Uh, like Pierre said, I'm thankful for the time we live for right now, because or live in right now, because you know, superheroes and comic books are number one. At least it feels like it. Um, all the movies and media and everything that we're getting pushed out to us right now. Even like uh, 20 years ago, we wouldn't have had that. So it's cool to see um, friends, family, of course. Uh, yeah, just everything. Positive vibes. Positive guy. What about you, Brad? I like it. I like it. Well, you guys really went deep. I was actually going to just start off with... Uh, Motu Classics. I'm really <laughs> thankful for those because I think they really stepped their game up and uh, they're way better to me than the original Masters of the Universe, so it's brought in my love back into the game. Um, honestly, I mean, I'm a little sentimental, but my family. I love my family. You guys are part of that. I mean, I think this has been pretty awesome, even though it's been only five episodes. Seven if you count the previews, which one of them was horrible due to Mike and talking about porn all day long. But other than that, uh, for the record, go back and listen. Uh, I have Jake to confirm this as a witness. Brad started the porn talk. I just continued it. Hogwash. Right? Hogwash. Hogwash. <laughs> um, and I agree with... Don't bring up something I'm an expert in if you don't want me to talk about it, all right? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm going to agree with Jake. Uh, I, I honestly think if we didn't meet whatever it was a year ago, basically, this would never even be happening. It started literally from... Jake and I talking about how we enjoyed toys and we collected stuff to see in his collection to see in my collection and then next thing you know we're like hey I think we just signed a contract for a store <laughs> and here we are man and it's it's a blast I'm not here as much which you know I have a, another job and I'd love to be here I wish we could support it so we could both be here and do this and do great but Jake does an amazing job here and I love 
making an appearance here and there and just doing other things. But this podcast, I've loved starting with you guys and talking about what we do. It's like basically like a women's club for nerd stuff. So it's fun to me. Stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Never thought of it that way. <laughs> now we just gotta get we just gotta get these fans to comment because I like actually repping what they say on Look. live podcasts. So this is this is the fun Look, part of it. Don't beg for it like Jeb Bush. Yeah. Like, please, please, please clap. Please, please clap. <laughs> you know I'm always on my topical political references. <laughs> well, as you know, guys, <clears throat> I mean, thankful wise, we kind of talked about. Um, what we're thankful for in the, the sensitive side of it. But being honest with you, I think, you know, a lot of these toys I'm not even thankful for. I'm not going to lie. I wish we had two things. I wish we had better collector toys so they would come up with more things because you do have the adult collector where we are wanting certain things and we're just not getting it. And then I think you have the, the kid collector. And the problem is right now is you should have them separated to an extent because the adult collectors are collecting the kid things, which are ruining it for the kids. You know what I mean? We didn't have a ton of collecting back when we were kids, so we were able to get the toys we wanted. Now the kids can't even pull up to the store and get the toys that they've been looking for because all the adults are getting them to try to stash them or whatever else. And I may be a part of that. I may not be. <laughs> well, I, th- I think it kind of it's, – it's tough nowadays, um, one, to be a collector, two – I would imagine as a parent because the price point and all these toys are crazy expensive. Like, you know, Marvel Legends is is a really highly collectible line for collectors, um, but it's also another line that a lot of parents I think want to get their children. But it's twenty dollars an action figure when they should just be like ten or twelve. Yeah. It's it's tough, and then Lego sets those things are expensive as shit nowadays. Like, it, I was just going to say you can't get a good box set for like under seventy bucks, yeah. which I'm, is like. Insane to me. No, I agree. You get a you get a twenty dollar box. The box is this big. It's one little thing, and it's a teeny little vehicle with yeah. one minifigure. <laughs> I mean, what's a kid gonna do with that? And you really compare it. And I guess the 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 plus and minus to it, like you said, Jake, if you have an action figure, you have one action figure for twenty dollars, or you could actually have a vehicle with a minifigure. Which I think a lot of people when they have these Lego sets, they don't realize it's like having a Matchbox car in one also. Because you can actually play with it. They can roll it around. There's a lot of stuff you can do, but unfortunately, kids don't have that patience with Legos. So it's like Hulk Hulk smash, right? Right. One minute they're playing, the next minute there's thousands of pieces all over the floor. You're stepping on it, swearing, cussing, and everything else. Which was great for me when I was a kid because when I got Legos, I didn't get the box sets. My parents would give me totes of Legos from garage sales. And it was like miscellaneous sets. It would have like the Medieval Knights set and then like the Pirate Ship set and uh uh, that was a really wicked lisp I had, but um, it, w- it was fun in terms of creativity, you know, like building buildings mm-hmm. that never matched in color um, or making great walls for the pirates to have to jump over and and defeat the knights or whatever the case was. I don't know. I remember. But, but I only remember, like, one set that I really remember getting, and it was um, they made, like, a Union Western set, which was, like, a headquarters um, it had like a wooden barricade wall around it, and it had a jail cell. So it was like the Union versus the versus the Confederates. Basically, there's like blue coats and like gray coats. And I remember that it was like Christmas time. My grandparents got me like the Lego table that they had, so you could put all the parts in there, and then you were able to build the fortress around it. It was sweet. So very important. Uh, who won? Um. <laughs> I mean, this decides our friendship right here. <laughs> Who won? Well, we'll say we'll say that there, you know, there was the rapture, and and all the soldiers died, and then the knights took over. You were a very woke kid. <laughs> I didn't know nothing about raptures or anything like that when I was. Rapture. Seven. He was well advanced. Yeah, I uh, I also had the Lego sets. Uh, my parents would either get them like hand me downs for my cousins or uh, garage sales, and I loved it. I had the table in my room. You'd build your own little fantasy world, just like you said. I didn't really do much fights. It was more like 
I don't know, nerd stuff. Like, I would build a comic book store, and he would go to the comic book store. Like, I don't know why. My, my imagination didn't expand very far there. So what you're saying is <laughs> you built the Big Bang Theory and Legos when you were a kid, oh, way yeah. before the Big Bang Theory so came out. I wrote that, like, that, that script. You instead guys of SimCity on a computer, you just played SimCity with the Legos. Yeah, I was very technology-deprived, <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah, I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't have Legos growing up. Uh, my parents bought me Duplos there. They were much larger, and uh, they were less of a choking hazard. They're <laughs> kind of like the big blocks. Yep. Similar to that. I had those, I like, too. They didn't give me Legos, but they gave me Mega Blocks. <laughs> yep. like, Did they make you wear a helmet when you were looking to be here? Only out in public. <laughs> it's only on public. <laughs> Just thinking how many Legos he pooped out before they were like, let's get the bigger ones. <laughs> well, I had a problem. I had, I had a problem. You know, like every, every kid has like kind of like, uh, you know, you call, it, you call it like a fetish or whatever not. Like there's always something that they have where like. This is like, getting real as a, bad. As a grown up. No, as a, as a grown we up, started like, it this week. <laughs> as a grown up, as a grown up, why are you doing that? Like, you know, whether it's like a kid who is obsessed with fire. And that's maybe not a, a fetish a obsession. Let's change it to obsession. Yeah, because kid, <laughs> kids and fetish in the same sentence never works. Uh, but I my, can hear the cops now. Like, yeah, it's not good. My thing was that, that I, I like to chew on plastic. My daughter chews on plastic. I chewed on plastic and that. And my Legos didn't last long because I'd, I'd put it in my mouth, chew on it. Then, you know, the Lego guy didn't have an arm anymore. I would do similar. <laughs> uh, my parents would always uh, have to tape the back of the remotes. Because I would love to click the back off and put it back on and just do that mm-hmm. all day until it broke. Until it broke, yeah. So <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. Like I, I was the same way. I did weird stuff when I was a kid, but I didn't eat plastic. But well, you, didn't, you know, I, and you had food in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have <laughs> ate Legos if it was between that and nothing. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Beer always makes us feel bad for growing up, like even like a little privileged, like. <laughs> Yeah, I feel really bad because, like I said before, I used to have almost all the toys. My dad would always get them. I'd cry and I would get a toy. I was a brat. Yes, yes, I will admit it. And then I sit next to Pierre saying how he had Legos and he chewed on them, and I'm like, oh, okay. So, so I shouldn't complain when I'd have lobster for dinner from, you know, Jimmy the butler. See what I did there? <laughs> yeah. I didn't have a butler. I didn't eat lobster either. <laughs> <laughs> but jumping back to toys I and... I actually think they're called giant crawfish nowadays. I think yeah. that's more political. <laughs> I thought it was midget. No. <laughs> no. Jumping back to thankful and toys and all that fun stuff, you guys made me think of something just because you're going back in time. One thing I thought about the other day was... As I told you, Jake, Landon has that big Batman cave, and he's like, bring it into the store and sell it. So my four-year-old's sitting at home for the last four days straight. He's upstairs, but the Batcave is now in our bedroom, and he's in there playing with it. And it's just, it brings me back because of that imagination. When I was a kid, I would sit down in my room, and I mean, I have this picture that Jake will make fun of me for because my... My He-Man, Castle Grayskull, had the wrong figures in it compared to Snake Mountain. You know, the good guys but. in the bad castle and all the bad guys at the good castle. It's a staging is, process. I had to was, go for dinner. Well, it, it, was it was a Skeletor, That's exactly what Skeletor wanted. You let him take over Castle Grayskull. <laughs> so basically castle. what you're saying is, I actually made that shit happen. I wrote Masters of the Universe clearly in my bedroom. Well, there's some things I need to talk to you about that movie because some things just didn't make any sense. <laughs> so moving on, guys, anything else you want to bring up recently or anything? Um, oh, I saw they're coming out with um, a Pokemon for the Nintendo Switch next year mm-hmm. that's supposed to be like um, a role-playing game, kind of like the, the first Pokemon, Red and Blue. But it's gonna be like a 3D map, you know what I mean? That you can like crawl around, and I thought that like I nerded out for sure over that. Like I don't know if you guys played the Pokemon games, or if that was just like uh, when I was younger. But that was like my favorite games to play. Like just catching all of them and going through the uh, final four and stuff. I was obsessed with Pokemon. That was my shit. It was easy to spend hours on that game. Oh yeah. I should still play it to this day. Like I think I've downloaded it on my phone like three or four times. Past 2015, for sure. So just because you like to say this phrase also, I'm calling it now, would you say that next year Nintendo Switch will be very, very, very popular because of this game? I think it's going to be popular regardless <laughs> with the content that they're putting out. The Zelda game that they put out, I've seen people freaking out over like it's like nothing that 
uh, they've put out before. Um, they're bringing like a they're doing a crossover between Mario and another big like uh, franchise, a rabbit franchise that I'm not familiar with, but they're like rabbit. Yep, that's yeah. the one. Yep, they're doing like a crossover with that, and it's gonna be really cool. Um, they're coming out with like a lot of good content. I saw another one that like the graphics were insane. Like the you could see the wind blowing through the grass, and like the shadows change on his shirt as he's walking around. I can't remember the name. I'm sorry, but yeah, just go look up uh, like games coming out for the Nintendo Switch soon, and you'll see like some of the most beautiful games that uh, mm-hmm. we've seen in years. So I'm excited for that. So I think I told Jake this a while back. I don't know if I've ever told you it, and I don't know if you've done the research, but probably months before when I was researching about getting a Switch, I read this article how Nintendo Switch already or Nintendo has patents out and how this one guy's theory based upon what he's seen is Nintendo is going to be ahead of the game for like the VR type thing. Mm-hmm. Because if you look in those, I don't think they call them nunchucks anymore, but the handles that they have, I don't know if you played any of their games at all, but when you play them, you can do it where you can try to figure out how many marbles are in these things. It's part of one of their, what is it, Switch 1, 2, 3, or 1, 2, 3 Switch. And so what they're saying is with all these patents, what they're reading into it is Nintendo is way ahead of the game for the VR, and they feel like they're going to be the leaders of it. So well, yeah, we know that already because if you don't, if you recall, Nintendo came out with the VR system back in in nineteen ninety six. You know, you know like you know, Mario Tennis, it was great. <laughs> I remember that. Um, yeah, I think it's gonna be interesting. I think the whole VR thing is a trip, man. Honestly, like it's gonna be crazy to just see people like living. It's gonna get to the point where they can just create their own world. Like if they're not happy with. Uh, their surroundings and what's going on they're just going to live in those games I feel like and it's going to be like the sims or whatever and you can just uh, they say that what was it if we move technology by 1% each year by like 2040 or something we're going to have VR that looks uh, like uh, you can't tell the difference between real life and VR like you're going to be able to touch people and feel flesh like everything like it's going to be crazy Hmm. And that was Elon Musk, the guy from uh, that created Tesla that was saying that. I don't think I want to live in that type of world. I don't either. It sounds <laughs> scary. I, I think I do. I mean, <laughs> See that porn? <laughs> porn would be amazing. That's why I, I dropped that in there. I was like, people that aren't happy with themselves. No, Pierre. Keep, stay out here, Pierre. We like you. Oh, man. A world where they don't say no. <laughs> this went oh. south quick. So we're going to restart this podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> have you guys ever heard of Oculus? Yeah. That is actually a really cool system. If you buy it, it's like three ninety nine, but then you have to have the tower and the computer to be able to set up the whole program on. But Oculus, I actually tried it when I was out in Denver, and it was unbelievable. Like, I haven't done anything like it before. Did you try the bow and arrow one? Nope. It was a rock climbing one. And you literally, like, when you were falling, it was crazy because you're you're literally immersed in this the way you view it mm-hmm. i did a football one where i'm not even kidding i was amazing catching footballs i was like pow one hand but <laughs> and then there is a basketball one but it's just when you put that set on it's unbelievable because it is so 3d ish that you feel like you're really there like the field looks like it's right in front of you and just how it, I, I don't know it's so hard to explain but easy at the same time but it well, was that, probably the coolest thing that oculus that oculus is the same platform that <clears throat> samson runs there their VR system off right now. When you can put your phone in that yeah. one, yeah, 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 that's what I was thinking. Okay, um, yeah, they even have a podcast that I listen to now. They stream it every Monday, and it's at a comedy club in uh, LA. But what they use is a camera that uh, shoots VR. It's like a ball, a sphere, and it's just constantly rotating, so it just keeps sending you images of everything around you. And uh, yeah, you can. Uh, tune in every Monday, put the VR on, and like it looks like you're sitting in the front row. You can look around you and see the crowd and stuff and see the stage of comedians. It's crazy what they're doing with technology now. Wow. Transport you to L.A. in two seconds. Wow. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> One other thing. I wanted, I'm thankful for Walmart. Cheap plug here. But they brought back Lightbrite. Do you guys remember Lightbrite? Yes. Okay, so my kids don't listen to this show, so I'm safe. But... I was able to go on Walmart and get the last light bright. And I'm stoked about that because as a kid, that was one of the funnest things for me when I was bored. I'd just plug that in and boop, 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 
make the cool little thing, keep it on like a Christmas tree. Do your kids uh, use like tablets or phones or anything yet? They don't know how to get to this podcast, okay? No, I'm just asking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking because that's what my sister played with when she was like probably five or six. I remember yeah. she had the board. I couldn't see my niece playing with that today. She has a tablet and she's on YouTube all the time and I could not see like... I don't know. I don't see her having enough attention to play with that for more than, like, a couple of days. I think you'd be surprised. I think maybe your kids would probably be different, but she's what weird. What are you trying to say? That they're, that they're <laughs> going to be happier and more appreciative. <laughs> My niece is a spoiled little brat. <laughs> I, always, I always had to use the stencil piece of, pieces of paper that you had always to put on there. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't created <laughs> enough to use that. <laughs> Me neither. To work on the fly. Yeah. Me neither. I just did a lot of dicks. Just. I'm a conformist. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I can just I can hear this. All you hear is imagine back in the day, Mike on that, and then all you hear is Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this on my light bright? <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> and then Pierre would actually be eating all the pieces. Yeah. <laughs> Pierre's looking at it going, "That's a huge dick." <laughs> Big baby uh, trying to put past me. <laughs> <laughs> You can't quote super bad. Pass out from laughing. All right. All right. So what do we got? We got some reviews. Let's start with the movie since there's not too many of those. We're we're more with the TV shows. Justice League. We had the preview. Let's go with the review. What did you guys think? I was I was entertained by it. Um, Are you not entertained? I'm, I Do was entertained by it. <laughs> but, um... Spoilers all ahead, too. We're, yeah, I'm, I'm, total I'm spoilers, spoilers ahead. I mean, yeah. I, I thought the CG This has been lacked. a week and something. I'm just saying, some people, spoiler, I know a lot of people that haven't seen it. I, 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 just, I think some of the CG struggled, with, especially with Steppenwolf. It was, a, it was a cool portrayal of the character. It just, I feel like it could have been a little more refined or cleaned up a little bit. Um, I... F- feel like they kind of rushed a couple of the characters like Arthur Curry Aquaman didn't seem that important of a character in Atlantis but yet he was able to just come up and be a badass fighter um and then Superman when Superman came back it wasn't even there's no question about what's going to happen so it seemed like the threat wasn't that great um well, with uh, yeah, with, with that being said, is like uh, you know, we all know that they they cut fifty minutes from um, the actual movie just to get within their two hour sure. time limit that they uh, that they are required to do, and that um, look looking back and doing some research and stuff, I did get to see some deleted scenes in that, and you know, like when you talk about Arthur Curry, and that they he actually has a. a bigger uh, bigger scene in Atlantis so where where it, it actually more develops his role and you see that that is struggle between uh, you know the land and the sea and why he's not there he has there's a bigger role there in that and yeah definitely they did cut a lot of stuff out I I, I for one I, I had no problem with a with a three-hour movie you know when you watch it you know you know Batman versus Superman and that, uh, and you sit through all that and stuff. I was like, I was, I was expecting that this one was going to be another three-hour venture, and that, I, and I wish it was because this is our introduction to all these new characters, I, and that I wanted to see that. I just don't know why, if they're trying to constrain a movie to under two hours, why they would do it for the Justice League, which is supposed to basically right. mm-hmm. be the the Avengers premier, of DC. The, yeah, yeah, the their biggest DC title. To be released. I mean, they make Watchmen a three-hour movie, but they won't make Justice yeah. League one. I mean, you kidding me? And and same thing with Suicide Squad, though. Mm-hmm. They cut so like a bunch of scenes that yeah. really would have like yeah, but um, the but elaborated the, more yeah, on the, uh, characters. The consistent uh, a point between like both those movies and stuff is that time constraints. And that um, they 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 rushed Suicide Squad, and then they had to you know we saw all those we saw all those uh, added scenes during during like the years leading up to it, and then they weren't even in the movie. And that uh, same thing with it, with this Justice League, we saw all these scenes 
and then they weren't even in the movie. So you're just you're sitting there going, okay, when's this scene gonna happen? And like you know, you talk about you, you talk about Alfred uh, and his in the green the in green. his eyes and stuff, and then looking at the the silhouette of what we think is Supergirl. It wasn't even explained in the movie, you mm-hmm. know. And like that's what we came there. We want to know what that was. We want to know who that special character was. We got a little taste uh, when we, when Diana did the flashback or whatever or not, and we got to see uh, one of the original Green Lanterns. Mm-hmm. Super and that, cool. um, but that cool. um, but like, what was this big reveal that they're they're building everything up to? Mm-hmm. I agree. I I'm always the outsider because again, I didn't read the comics when I was younger as much. Um, you guys know I said it right away in the movie. I thought the start to the movie was kick ass. the The Batman scene brought me back to the the Michael Keaton Batman just because we we're on a rooftop and he's got the guy and he's hanging from there. And come to find out, it's only because they smell fear. I thought that was really cool. And then immediately after that, like what you said, it went right to Diana. And she was just whooping ass in that bank. So I actually thought this movie was going to be all out awesome. I think they did, for not knowing who Steppenwolf was, great character to me. He was in the movie enough, unlike um, Ares in Wonder Woman. I didn't like that. It wasn't enough and it was an old guy. It didn't make sense. But I thought Steppenwolf was, was a good character and he was in the movie enough for me. Um, I would have liked to seen Aquaman more underwater and all that good stuff. They did make him out to be badass, though, until the one scene on the plane, which was actually really funny with the lasso. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the Flash. I did like what they did with Cyborg also. I think he had a pretty decent role for what he did. Um, I think he, he was he's another uh, character. I think guy. he was definitely one of the bright spots. I mean, Wonder Woman... Um, I mean, Flash was more there for com- comedic relief, yep. I think. Um, the actual character and what he did, I wasn't Not much. too thrilled with. But Wonder Woman and Cyborg, I thought, were really the ones that kind of yeah. stole the show, in a way. I mean, obviously Superman, but it seemed like he was way too overpowered in the movie. Like, it's hard to say Superman's overpowered, but right. the threat wasn't there with Superman being well if you say if you say that like if you follow the comics and you say that Wonder Woman is supposed to be like Superman's counterpart basically and um, their strength measures each each other and that uh, you could clearly see when when you got you got uh, four superheroes trying to fight Steppenwolf and they're just there's nothing happening they're getting their butts kicked every which way and that superman comes in and <laughs> and it's no contest stepping with didn't even lay a finger on him it's just like you're like well you know <laughs> is it because is it because the way you're brought back or or what that you got a you got a boost of energy or something like that or what is it that's all of a sudden like that, that this is no longer a threat to anybody what yeah. i wish they would have showed a little more like of Superman being conflicted with being brought back to life more, it seemed like he was okay after just like 10 he got 15 over minutes. It. He got over it very Pretty quick. quick. I would have been cool with the rest of the movie just him being the shit out of the Justice League. I thought that would have been awesome. Yeah, if like, it went to like an injustice uh, oh point of God. view and stuff, I would have been cool with that. Like Stephen Wolf was just route. like, yo, I don't know what's going on, yeah. but I'm going to head out. <laughs> you guys look like you got some problems. Take these mother boxes and head out. I'm going to go to Mars because they're not going to put up a fight. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm going to do the apocalypse on Mars. I'm good here. Um, I, I, If you listen to the podcast, you know that I was super excited for this movie. And... Um, there's some stuff I could bash on, but there's enough reviews out there that you could go watch and they'll tell you all that. Honestly, I liked it. I walked out happy. Um, the best part was the characters. I honestly didn't dislike one member of the Justice League. I thought Ray Fisher's portrayal of uh, Cyborg was going to be my least favorite and ended up being one of my favorites because of what he did with the role. Um, super talented actor. I think you're going to see a lot more of him in the future. And then... Um, 2020. 2020 <laughs> cyborg we'll see and that's this is the part that makes me sad is that it, i like the movie i think that it had its problems and some pacing issues and a lot was cut like you guys said um and they only opened up at 93 million which sounds like a shit ton but in uh relation to like avengers they opened up at 200 million their first weekend so it sounds like from here on out, the DCEU or the DCU is totally up in the air right now. We might not get um, 
they might not like renew any of those. Like we're gonna get Aquaman obviously because they already made the movie. We'll probably get Wonder Woman too because that's a cash cow. But then after that, we don't know. Like they're already like looking to cast a new Batman for the Matt Reeves movie. Um, ben Affleck's like totally undecided. He's talking every interview. He's like, I want to do a graceful exit after two movies, which is like ridiculous. Um, I think if they just would stick with this and keep going, they could have a huge franchise, but I think they're just too afraid because, uh, who is it? The WB that owns, or no? Warner Brothers? Warner Brothers, yeah. They they own, like, the rights to the movies and stuff, and they're going through a lot of money problems right now, a merger with AT&T that, like, the government's, like, trying to block because uh, they'll be, like, a $68 billion company. This is all boring, sorry. Yeah. You know, I, well, I, th- I think, you know, I, I think from from what we know and stuff and the stuff that was leaked to where uh, they're going to have these separate uh, uh, entities, uh, uh, Flash is going to go off and do his own thing, Wonder Woman's going to do her own thing, everything's not going to tie into, like, the Justice League like the, like the Avengers do. Uh, when, I, when I went to the Avengers movies in that... Um, I left them saying I didn't have enough. I wanted some more. I wanted some more action. So I was excited for the next Avengers movie to come out. When I when I left Justice League, I was like, okay, well, I'm I'm cool with them doing Venom now. I'm cool with them doing a solo Batman. I'm cool with just seeing how how uh, Barry Allen does. And that I I'm not excited to see another Justice League team up. Even though I love all those characters. It's just it it wasn't it wasn't enough for me to say that uh, that I need to see more. I think that's like the general consensus too with a lot of people. Me personally, these are my favorite characters, so I want to see a shit ton more. I want Hot Girl to come in. I want Green Lantern, Zatanna, uh, all of them. I want all of them to join, but well, the, I don't think we're gonna get to see that. The thing for me is my favorite part of the movie was a post credit scene. It wasn't even the movie. <laughs> <laughs> really. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You, know, you hear how many people are upset about his like hair in that well, movie? I thought Slade he Wilson fine. has yeah, <laughs> Slade Wilson has though. white hair, so I mean he's supposed to have gray. But they're white like hair. saying it's too. People are so it looked really nitpicky. fake though. Yeah, like, it looked you, like someone just put like yeah. white hair dye. It did look spray painted. Like, yeah, like an albino white hair. But I mean, like, what for people that like read the comics? I don't think that even like blinked at it. You know what I mean? Because even if you watch like the old cartoons, he has like gray and white hair. Which, yeah, would have looked better if it was natural, but, I mean, it's it's a character. The guy has, like, dark hair in real life, like brown or something, and I'm sure they had to dye it. I don't know. I'm, I'm really sad that there's not going to be a Justice League. I'm kind of depressed now, just talking about it. Hey! I really want to hey. see that Injustice vs. Justice League. DC makes some pretty good animated movies. They like do, it. and did you guys hear about the uh, <laughs> animated Harley Quinn that's coming? I heard someone passing about that, yeah. They, uh... So they just dropped their own, like, little streaming thing, which is ridiculous. We have too much streaming apps now. But DC has their own, and uh, the Teen Titans is going to be on there, and uh, new Harley Quinn cartoon, and they're trying to get uh, Margot Robbie, is that her name? Yeah. To do the voice for it, which I think she should do. She should just lock down all Harley Quinn stuff from now until the end of time, because... I think that's a cash cow for her. She probably doesn't need the money, but who doesn't need the money? Fuck well, that. I think for people watching shows, too, or watching uh, animated stuff, is you want to see consistency with a certain actor or actress mm-hmm. when it comes to these characters, I think. and I think she has the right voice for it. I think I would watch it. I dig it. So going back, because <clears throat> I just want to... This stuck in my head once he said it, when he said the Flash was just there for comedian purposes... I think they actually did a good job with him because they started out by saying, you guys do this on a regular basis. The worst I've ever done is push somebody and ran away, right? So he really grew into his role in my eyes. He was there, yeah, for comedy purposes, but that's all he really had, right? Dad was in jail, never really did anything or fought a big villain or anything like that. Learning and getting into it, he saved a couple people because, what was it, Batman that told him what to do, right? And then... Basically, by the end of it, you saw him actually kicking some butt. Almost like he was growing into the superhero role, which was really neat to see for me. The one thing, though, being a big Batman fan was not enough Batman. It was literally he was taking a seat, which we talked about this, and it makes total sense, him pushing Wonder Woman into the scene. But still, I would have loved to see it a lot more because it seemed like even with the fighting, you didn't see a lot of Batman. You really just didn't. You saw his, uh, what was it, the Nightcrawler? 
I think the first one was which called. Which I did not dig at all. Yeah, and then that you saw the Batmobile. For toys, yeah. So, I mean, he was in something at all time. You really didn't see him fight a whole lot, and that would have been a neater Well, I think most of his yeah. on-screen stuff was him recruiting all these people. I think, yeah. I think that's setting things up, too, because we're obviously we're dealing with an older Batman, so so we already know from, like, Suicide Squad that uh, uh, that we, we lost Robin already. And that so his idea of jumping in back into the leader role uh, is not on his uh, high on his to do list. You know he doesn't want that responsibility again because he obviously he's failed time and time again being the leader. So uh, so I think eventually as a, maybe in our in our next solo Batman film we'll uh, we'll see him take a, a more of an approach that hey you know I'm back you know I'm ready to I'm ready to be that Batman that everybody knows and loves. And that, um, but right now, I think we're we're just watching his struggle of of like I know they need a leader, I just can't be that guy, Alfred. I can't do it. Um, you think that there's any possibility that the next Batman solo film will star Ben Affleck? I think so. I do. I I, I think so. I think I think just like uh, uh, when he said he was uh, when he said he was he was out after Batman v Superman, but uh, you know he's already they already started on the Justice League and stuff. But he said, you know, I'm out. I don't even want to do that anymore. You know, you know, halfway through Batman v Superman, he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. And that, but then he comes back and he does it. I think he, I think it's just more of uh, uh, you know demons in his own head or whatever. Not, mm-hmm. but I think he likes the role. I think he's gonna be he's gonna be the Batman. We're not gonna recast him. I want to I want to do a transition here, if that's okay. We've been talking about the Justice League for a while here. Better Alfred <laughs> in the Justice League, which was Batman versus Superman, also, or Gotham. A better Alfred. Yes. Well, there. I mean, obviously, obviously, between the show Gotham and and uh, Justice League, those Alfreds are are uh, a lot different. One one of them is very hands on, and uh, it may be because uh, we're dealing with a younger Batman. Younger. Um, and the other one is more just uh, giving you that that wisdom and that that extra giddy up that says, "Hey, you can do it, champ." And that uh, and maybe that's where Gotham's Batman, got Gotham's uh, Alfred is headed. To that, I don't know. I can't. I can't see that. I can't see uh, Justice League uh, Alfred being a badass, though. <laughs> no, I just. I'm not a big fan of him either. He like, might be I guess a badass at fencing or something, maybe. It could know. be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could be. This is a disrespectful question. The only Alfred Pennyworth is Michael Caine. Christopher Nolan series, by far my favorite adaptation. He might not have been the badass that the one that Gotham or, you know, Batman vs. Superman has, but, I don't know, Michael King's my favorite, dude. He's such a good actor. He brought so much to that role, just, like, he, you could tell he cared about Batman. And he, that, he wanted him to be, uh, you know, alive and stuff. And that good old Nigel from. Powers. And I agree, I still don't feel like they have it. I mean, being, earn- being honest with you, I, I don't like the Alfred that they've used for the last two DC movies. So your favorite was Christopher Nolan's? I agree, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah absolutely. Whereas, I do like the Alfred, though, in Gotham. And you're right, I agree 100%. He's younger, obviously he fights more, and then he's getting into the knowledge side of it, trying to help Bruce along the way, but... I, maybe it's just the actor or how he is per the script, but in the the new Alfred just seems like he's a combination. He's not old enough, he's not young enough, and he's just he doesn't seem to fit into me. Well, he doesn't seem like he cares much. If, if he has kind of like a smug carelessness to him, but at the same time he does care. I don't know. I almost feel like it's unfair because between the two movies, what's he got like thirty minutes of screen time? And nah, like three hours got it. and three and a half hours of movies. I really don't think he's had that much screen time. Irregardless, I think it's the wrong actor. I don't know. I don't mind him. I, ne- I never really thought about it that much. He, the, the least of their problems is their Alfred. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. The least of their problems. <laughs> Definitely. This Justice League Alfred does help all, uh, quite a bit. I mean, he's controlling, he's he's controlling the via, via drone. He's basically coming up with all the information, and, and Batman is just out carrying out the end of it. He's so. the guy in the seat, just like yeah. in Homecoming Superman, right? Yeah. He's that's, the guy in the seat. That's by far my uh, least favorite part of this Batman. I mean, I think he does a great job playing Bruce Wayne. He does a great job with the action. He looks like he moves like Batman. They don't make him a detective. Alfred's doing all the work, and yeah. even in the, like the Christopher Nolan series, he was a shitty detective too, and he didn't build. He wasn't that smart. He didn't build anything. He got everything from Lucius Fox. Like, 
I think they need to go back to their roots. I think with the Matt Reeves movie that they do, they should do like a year one Batman, cast a young actor, like not, you know, some big star. Like you think in like 39, 40 ish age or even maybe younger, five eight, like 30, dark hair. 31, like, uh, yeah. yeah apparently, like, apparently, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly just okay, think, let's be honest I'd be a better Robin size wise okay who's that midget in the Marvel series that Peter Dinklage is gonna play I think you could do it. oh you son of a bitch <laughs> or a dark elf you could definitely be a dark elf can't believe you right now that fit my personality right? <laughs> speaking of dark elves on a scale of one to Malekith how bad do you guys think uh, <clears throat> Stephen Wolf was I really didn't think he was that. Like I thought he had some good lines. My favorite, one of my favorite <clears throat> lines from the whole movie is, uh, he's like, "This axe still has the blood of your sisters on it," or something. Oh my god, I was like, chills. I was like, that's badass. I really didn't think he was that bad of a villain. No, I I liked him. It just the CG. I thought how he was, how visually, mm-hmm. like how he ended up in rendering and stuff looked a little off. Yeah, same with Cyborg. But some of the way Cyborg moved, it looked like he was actually like doing the robot dance. Yeah, and some of that, some of that too, is just like the special effects, like uh, what they use, like when they when they made the sky red. Mm-hmm. And if you remember, like in in the trailers, it, the sky was blue. It was like nighttime. Yeah, in the trailers. It, it was it was blue. I think, and it, and, it, and it fit. So like when you were watching it, you're watching it on TV, watching the trailer and stuff. They you didn't see that much CGI. You didn't see mm-hmm. all that CGI going on. Obviously, you knew that it was CGI, but when they changed it to red now it, it made it noticeable that that we're watching a whole cgi film here yeah and it kind of somewhat, somewhat got like nauseating at times i just i think they kind of panicked that was the nachos pier oh that was the nachos i <laughs> definitely had too many jalapenos i there. definitely think they uh <laughs> they wanted to course correct from batman v superman it seems like everything like uh it was too dark you know they lightened it up and added color mm-hmm. to this one even superman's suit like you could tell visually it was way more colorful um they were like, it's not, you know, it's too dark in tone even. They're like, all right, we're going to add some comedy into it. And it just seems like they might have went too far and didn't find that happy medium. Um, I was listening to Kevin Smith today, and he was describing, like, the wave of superhero movies, how, like, DC had the ball in their court when they were releasing, like, the first Superman and Batman movies. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Spider-Man kind of revolutionized what you thought of a superhero movie, and then it was in Marvel's court. Then you went back with Christopher Nolan, it was in DC's court, and then you had the Avengers, Avengers. and Iron Man, which came out yeah. around the same time, and they kind of been taken over from there. And I think <laughs> what DC needs to do is stop trying to please everyone and go back to making, uh, redefining comic book movies. And I think they'll, it, I mean, it might be a hit or miss, but I think that's what we need. I think have that's you, what's going to help them. Have you ever heard that speaker, and he did research on Apple for the longest time, and... What was going on was Apple was competing with Microsoft, and Microsoft was trying to do everything that Apple was to keep up with them. But then what he said was when reporters would ask Apple if they cared about Microsoft catching up to them, they just said, no, we just got to get better than what we are now. Mm-hmm. And that's what DC needs to do, I feel. They need to stop worrying about Marvel and start worrying about DC mm-hmm. and get back to their roots. That's I would love to see another Batman film. I'd love to see another Suicide Squad. I'd love to see... I, I still think, honestly, since... And you guys call me crazy. But since the original Superman, this is the best Superman that they've had in that role. Yeah. You're crazy. Since Christopher Reeves? You're just saying that because I told you to. <laughs> I like Christopher yeah. Reeves. Well, yeah, I agree. Since He's the OG, Reeves. but okay. since him... This is the best casted Superman they've had. This Wonder Woman, I wasn't sold on. She's just good looking. But no, I love she, what she brings to the table. Gail no. Gadot, um, I had my doubts at first, too, because she's a model, and you don't really see that much of her in Fast and Furious. Like She doesn't show off any acting chops, but she really impressed me. She was my favorite part of Batman vs. Superman, and then Wonder Woman's probably my favorite superhero movie of the year, I think. I can't remember. But it's definitely in like top two. And, yeah, I think she did a great job with that role. I think she's kind of cemented as Wonder Woman now until someone else, you know, steps up to the plate. Um, I can't remember the first actress that did it. Um, she's in Supergirl now. She, like, plays, like, the president. Uh, I can't remember. Her Are you talking about the original, the TV series? Yeah. Okay, I'm still blanking, but... I know yeah, I can't remember. You know yeah. who I'm talking about. You all but, know who I'm talking about. But, but yeah, Last name <laughs> Carter? Yeah, I think so. Di- Diana. 
I was just going to say that. But that's too on the nose. It's too on the nose. How is it Diane Carter when her name's... Somebody on Twitter. Linda Carter. Linda Carter. I think you are right. Okay. Well, regardless. Yeah. Anyways, I I think she did a great job. Um, I agree. I can't really think of too many on-screen Superman. Fucking what's-his-face that did the Superman return sucked. Okay, I was hoping you were going to say He was garbage. The one that, like, hit his eyeball. I knew right from the commercial that movie was going to be garbage. Like, you could tell just the special effects and stuff. Yeah. Like, why would Superman even let himself get shot in the eyeball? But let's move forward. We don't have much time left. Pierre, give us the week in review for our TV shows. All right, so the first one that I want to talk about, this one was released by Netflix, and I want to see if anyone's watched it at all. Yes. Um, but, uh, uh, but Punisher finally <laughs> released. Uh, they, they delayed Punisher for a while because of the shooting. The first this scene is like a, in a nightclub setting, and then we had that whole shooting go on. So uh, so, so it got pushed back a little bit. Um, but now we finally have Punisher here, and I thought originally when I first uh, watched the first episode, I said, uh-oh, we're in trouble. I, I don't like this. I, I, I'm done, and but like I gave it, I gave it some, I gave it a shot, and by the sixth episode, I was like, I'm hooked. All right, I want to see Punisher season two. And that, uh, did anyone else watch the Punisher? I'm about six deep right now. I agree 100. percent The first three, I felt like I could have multitasked on my iPad because it was a whole lot of just the background to the Punisher, but it seemed like it was the background replay of the background replay of the background replay of the background and it was a little slow and then it does it starts getting more and more involved there's more and more action you're learning more and more as you go which is neat you can see i'm starting to get some of that revenge now so i'm not all the way to where you are yet but i see where it's going i do like it i don't know about you guys I'm not sold on Shane yet because I think the first couple Shane, Punisher movies. Shane. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the same thing. <laughs> the first couple Punisher movies, I thought that actor, and I apologize, I cannot remember his name for life of me, but I thought he did a great job as Punisher. That it's a little different seeing Shane as the Punisher. Oh, yeah. I, I love seeing people you've never heard of because it allows me to actually focus on that role with them, where, like I said, now I see it as Shane. So you're waiting for a zombie. No, I'm not waiting for a zombie. I would have liked to seen somebody fresh, somebody we've never seen that has that same facial structure that can just – somebody I can really react to. Like with Captain America, and it's the first time you've seen Captain America, right? But he, he plays that role great. But you have Superman we just talked about. You had the original Superman, great. And then you had a couple in between that were horrible. And now you finally have one again that just looks the part, plays the part, does great with the part. Well, I mean What's when I first Henry? – Henry Cavill. Yeah, Cavill, Henry yeah. Cavill. Thank when you. I first saw Captain America, all I saw was Johnny Storm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, true. <laughs> I, uh, I like what he's doing with it. Um, in a universe where there's a blind man that's lost both his parents, a woman that was basically like a sexual slave and like raped and uh, couldn't control her own body, uh, a man that's lost his wife and was experimented on and is basically like a genetic mutation. This is easily the most depressing out of those four. Like, yeah. It's the saddest show I've ever watched yeah, in you, my you entire forget, life. You forgot the guy who thinks he's Asian. Oh, I don't. <laughs> we don't talk about Iron Fist here. <laughs> we, don't, we don't believe in that kind of stuff. <laughs> Danny Rand will get you. Danny Rand. I mean, Danny Rand's <laughs> yeah. a great character. You will feel the wrath of Danny Rand one day. <laughs> Yeah, and when you told, do, he told you many times. I will be there <laughs> to go. Ha! No, I definitely. It's I definitely funny because he's the, bad. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> like the the punish the, the the Punisher movie, the show, and that I I thought um, the first movie that came out, I thought that was the best Punisher movie. The second the second one when they came back uh, with uh, Punisher, whatever it is, Retaliation, Warzone, or, or Warzone and stuff. I thought that one was a little cheesy, but but I do I do like this, and I and I I, I agree with you. I do see Shane. Uh, in the role, but I thought Shane was a badass in Walking Dead, so uh, I was I was happy for one to see him. He back had in sex with Rick's wife. For God's sake, man! It's easy to hate yeah. the dude. Yeah, it's it very easy, easy to hate the dude. Which is like I don't think you're supposed to like the Punisher. Yeah, I honestly, I mean, I only watched well, he's the an first. He's a, yeah, I watched he's, the first. Uh, <laughs> what was it? Episode and a half, and I mean, when he breaks those dudes' legs with the sledgehammer and like. Swings at their head that's with like a baseball bat. 
oh my god like that was like i that's when i got into it i was like yep this is gonna be dope mm -hmm. that and they it's badass he goes in that room and kills everyone and then makes it look like the guy committed suicide mm -hmm. like he he's definitely badass and like i believe all the movements and stuff it doesn't look like uh you know it looks like he's actually a marine i believe it i'm sold i'm gonna finish it regardless if it sucks or if it's good so no life Absolutely. Dilly dilly. I think I think I think what <laughs> they got to keep in mind though with Netflix is you got to keep the continuity of, of, of the show because like one thing that I one thing that I, I noticed uh, watching the Punisher and that um, average average guys are um, you know causing the Punisher to to, to bleed yeah mm -hmm. uh, are beating up on the Punisher. <clears throat> well, we noticed when we first saw, when we first got a glimpse of the Punisher, he was he was he was in a Daredevil. And Daredevil here is an above average guy, and uh, and he's he's holding his own with Daredevil. He's holding his own with Elektra, and that and uh, but then but then these average dudes, Joe Bob and, and Tommy Smith, are are whooping up on him uh, before he gets the upper hand. It's like you got to keep that continuity of uh, how badass is he, how strong how strong is he in his in his uh, combat skills uh, to average day people i think that's hard for every show even looking at like the flash um so i was just watching an episode today and sometimes you're just like all right he's the fastest man alive like why does even like some of the stuff he does like he got caught uh, why did he trip over marbles he <laughs> and he got caught like uh on camera mm -hmm. like how's the fastest man alive get caught on camera like when you and can move around at super speed and you're watching everything happen in slow motion like how do you even stand still fast or like for even like a split second to get caught on camera yep. like and why didn't you wear your suit you know what was the point of breaking into a house you guys haven't <laughs> you know? watched this week it's a really good episode <laughs> breaking into a house and then playing clothes so mad. and you didn't go as a flash okay i don't get it whatever mm. sounds like a perv <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> but I dig the. I totally dig the uh, villain that they got this year. Uh, the thinker. The thinker. He's the, the actor's killing it. He actually makes me believe, which is hard with a villain and uh, a superhero with like the powers of Flash, that he could beat the Flash. Like I, I honestly believe he's like ten steps ahead and stuff. And I think that's the biggest problem with villains nowadays. We were talking about it with the Justice League. Is like. Um, you just can't believe that these guys are going to win. Like, there's no... Uh, you just know at the end of the day, I think we're conditioned to know that the good guy's going to win. So when you go into these movies, you're just kind of like, oh, there's no stakes. Like, you know he's not going to take over the earth or whatever. So mm -hmm. I think they're doing a good job on CW. Yeah. What's cool is that Wally West uh, made an appearance again. So he's mm -hmm. he's back for the uh, foreseeable future in that. Um, so I, I don't know how that plays into Teen Titans and if he's if his his exact character is going to go over to Teen Titans or they're going to recast that at all. Um, but with his last exit, we you know we thought that, yep, yep he's gone. He's, I thought he's, he was. He's going over there. I think um, they just brought him back for the wedding episode, mm -hmm. probably the crossover. Yeah, so, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. We have the so Arrowverse uh, crossover and stuff, so it's going to have it's going to have Supergirl, it's going to have Arrow, it's going to have Flash, it's going to have uh, the Legends of Tomorrow. There's uh, everybody in culmination they did it last year it was huge re reviews um everybody raved about it even when supergirl was on the on cbs and that um and that's part of the reason why they pulled supergirl over to the cw is because uh, everybody wanted to see that uh we're going to get something cool from earth 32 um uh, is where the where the big bads are going to come and it's more like a, a, a neo-nazi uh um civilization and that uh so and from earth 32 we have we have the guy called uh, citizen cold uh which is played by wentworth miller and he actually plays captain cold on earth one and that's so uh, uh so we're gonna have him reprise his role but as citizen cold instead of captain cold so that's gonna be cool to see because we haven't seen him in a while we've seen rory mm -hmm. um, uh heat wave uh on legends of tomorrow those uh, two have been like two of my favorite actors since uh the flash started i've never gotten to prison break mm -hmm. but i know that they're both from there so if you're fans of that show check out the flash i would say if you're really not even into the cw tv shows at all I would suggest watching all four of them this week just because the crossover is kind of self-contained. You don't really have to know anything from any of the shows. Like, they kind of set it all up for you. Yep. It's just and, a lot uh, of fun. Yeah, you get to see all your favorite 
heroes fight Nazis from a different world. Who doesn't want to see that? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, a new show that just came out on Hulu. Uh, they got about three episodes out there on the web right now. Uh, you got to have Hulu to watch it, otherwise some kind of streaming platform. And that, But it's called Runaways. Uh, has anybody ever heard of Runaways before? The there book. was a comic book run yep. on it. Yeah. Perfect. Marvel, Marvel-based comic book, uh, Runaways. It just has a pairing of about five, uh, five teenagers uh, that, uh, that ha- seem to have some superhuman abilities. And, that, and they actually are fighting against their parents uh, that are part of a secret g- crime organization called the Pride. Uh, so it's it's pretty intense. I've watched the first three episodes. I'm I'm on board. I can't wait. There's 13 episodes in all, and I'll, I'll watch all 13. I'm so sorry to interrupt, but I actually had to leave early. I have obligations outside of talking about nerd shit. Sorry, guys. Uh, Check out neurovisuals.com. Just got put up and uh, neuro on Facebook. Thanks, guys, for having me on today. Hey, thanks for being here again. Enjoy your drug run. Just fucked up the couch again. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) As Dave should probably say, fuck your couch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the the last the last show that I wanted to talk about here is uh, for the people who who want to uh, find out the ins and outs of the backstory of of the comic uh, comic books and how the origins. Um, the show is a Robert Kirkman Secrets. It's called Robert Kirkman is a is a comic book creator and uh, he developed the show. So like in episode one, they talk about uh, the beginnings of Marvel with Stan Lee and Kirby. In that uh, episode two, they they're talking about Wonder Woman and uh, the whole thought the process behind Wonder Woman and um, how Wonder Woman was actually devised by someone who had a a, 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 a fetish. <laughs> just to say um, a fetish and believed in women's servitude and that uh, so that's pretty cool and then episode 3 talks about uh, talks about Superman and the creators of Superman and losing the rights of Superman and trying to regain those and some of these say it just talks about how the industry has to work together with creators in order in order to get these things that we see uh, on TV the cartoons the movies and that stuff uh, it talks about how to, how to treat people right in order for the public to, to to view this stuff yeah. um i know that uh i know that jake you you got on board with this here do you have any takes on it at all well i mean what i came across um from the three episodes that i watched was that the comic book companies as a whole really do a lot of undermining and evil shit to the creators to to obtain the characters rights and you know, they'll cut them a small check or they won't allow people to have lawyers to look at contracts that they're given. Um, all this all this really strange stuff that obviously doesn't happen nowadays because there's so many uh, creators that are that have exclusive rights to their own characters, like Todd McFarlane. He has Spawn and exclusive rights to that. Um, Rob Liefeld, who has pretty much every intellectual property or he will always get a kickback kickback on anything Deadpool related um, which he actually lucked out on because Deadpool probably was not supposed to take off at all um, but you know when you when you hear about the stories about Jack Kirby um, and then these um, creators of Superman like it's crazy that they even had to go through that um, because they're legends in this business um, especially Kirby in terms of uh, Marvel um he had the, some of the most iconic artwork um, that he had done for all these Marvel books, and Stanley then did the writing for it. But you know what they touched on in that episode was that Stanley always got most of the credit because Stanley was more accessible um, to the media and stuff, which is more. I think it was more Stanley being um, more clever in terms of media, and Jack Kirby was old school and he really liked to be out of the spotlight so he didn't really help his case much but at the same time Stanley didn't go up to bat for him or or help him out when it came to uh, the big wigs at Marvel which people kind of assume that Stanley owned Marvel and everything but there's actually more big wigs and people involved in that where you know Jack Kirby definitely got the shaft but yeah absolutely 
Yeah, so Robert Kirkman's Secrets, um, it, it's on it, it's on a TBS and it airs, I'm sorry, not TBS, but AMC, and I believe it, it airs Sunday night. So I, I highly suggest that you check it out if, you, if you're interested in learning about the backstory of our comics. Cool. Very cool. What about the update for Gotham? We talked a little bit about Alfred. But we didn't uh, talk about where that went. Yep. So, so Gotham, Gotham has a mainstream ca- character villain right now called uh, Pyg Pig, and he literally wears pig pig masks uh, mm-hmm. around. Um, and he has been the nemesis for for Gordon. Um, if you guys have not seen it, Gordon has got a promotion. He is now Captain Gordon. It's weird to say because you want to say Commissioner Gordon, but he's now Captain Gordon. So you're watching his evolution through. Uh, Gotham too, and uh, how he gets to uh, the Commissioner Gordon, mm-hmm. and that. But this show right right now with this character, I mean, it's revitalized the series in my, in my eyes because it, it is intense. It's like watching basically it's like watching like a horror film uh, for for an hour every week, mm-hmm. right, Brad? Yeah, I I thought so. I mean, now that they brought this pig character in, it's it almost seems like a, a male type drama show is what it is because it's really getting into more detectiveness than it is going into the bruce wayne type or fighting the crime because now they're really uh honing in on this pig figure you don't see many more villains anymore but they've made it interesting they've made him really interesting and now with what's happening he's kind of gonna go away it looks like a little bit but he's still a strong enough character where he's going to be in future episodes from what it looks like um also with bruce wayne just going down and down into a darker tunnel it seems like he's getting a lot more to be a bradish little kid and he's losing his way which i think is going to eventually lead to him leaving like i think we talked about a week ago or two weeks ago and like i said i really like that alfred character he's trying to bring him back around but i don't think it's going to work just with where he's going and then um commissioner gordon or sorry captain gordon um People are starting to say thank you to him now. So you're seeing that turnaround from where the GCPD was bad and evil and did all the crime stuff also to I think that's all starting to turn around now, and he's he's a part of that, which is really cool. So yeah. Falcone's daughter, too, is getting a big role, yeah. and it's, it's all coming to where, honestly, I think you're going to see Penguin turn into Penguin. I think he's going to take off, and you know what I mean? Yeah, Pig was getting crazier and crazier. Yeah. Right? Every episode that you watch him, his hair is getting wilder and wilder. Yep. And that um, he's it's it's definitely gonna it's definitely turning that route. Uh, the one thing the one thing that I really want to really want to see is I want to see Jerome back. I want to see Jerome back on uh, uh, wreaking havoc and stuff because I think that the Joker character mm-hmm. uh, is is a huge part and will also uh, bring a lot of people back to back to the show as well. I agree. That was a big spark, and I think a lot of people were excited to see him. Um, but now you got Grundy. Uh, it looks like in the next episode or whatnot, you might actually see the Riddler. It looks like he might be coming back to where he's going to be creative again. And I just want to see what happens with Lee Tompkins. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know what's going on with her role. I don't know if there's something bigger or if this is it for her. But well, it's right gone. now, right now she's a she's a leader of the uh, of the, right. the Hollows or whatever they right. call it there. Uh, so she's a, she's the leader of that and stuff. So I still think I still have faith that uh, uh, that that Lee Tompkins is is our Harley Quinn. Okay. See, and I was just gonna say I was if you go back to episode one, I think that was my prediction mm-hmm. is I thought ever since I've seen this that she is the Harley Quinn, and I I thought she was perfect for it the look wise. She's more of that. Um, Video game Arkham Asylum, Harley Quinn. That's the look that she'll have, I think. But that's who I thought she was going to be, and it's taking a roundabout way to get there if it's getting there. Really. There you go. And uh, unanswered, uh, unanswered questions. Uh, um, what the heck is going on with Barbara? And what the heck did uh, Rajal Ghul give Barbara in that last scene? There has not been answered yet. So uh, I'm kind of frustrated about that because I want to know what what did he give her? And is, it, is she going to pass it on? And Rajal Ghul is going to some, somehow come back or something like that? He I don't has know. to. He. I, I don't think he's gone. I think he's coming back. I really do. There, there's more to that story with the Raja, Raja Ghoul when it comes to Bruce Wayne. So something, some way, somehow, he's going to be coming back, I feel. Yeah. So. Maybe but she I, has a baby that has accelerated growth or something like that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's, it's Benjamin Button. <laughs> yeah. 
So, well, guys, as always, you know, we're coming up. What do we got? We have Star Wars coming out next month, right? Yeah. December 17th. Is it 15th or 17th? I think it's the 15th. Yeah. I mean, shit, we got Star Wars coming up so soon. We got to lock those tickets in, too, so that we can. I suppose it's 14th, then. Yeah. We got to go. Yeah. Yeah, but we got Star Wars coming out, which I think is going to be great. There's a lot of rumors swirling around that. And I, again, watching all these previews, I think DC had it right on. They they threw a bunch of stuff out there to lead us in, and then we all thought we had it figured out, and then none of it happened. And that's what I think Star Wars is doing. I think they're throwing a lot of stuff out there to get people thinking one thing, and then I think you're going to go to that movie, and you're just going to be like, oh, where did that? What? That didn't happen. <laughs> Yeah, so I think there's going to be a lot no of stuff. no Ray in the whole entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> Han Solo is alive again. <laughs> Chewbacca had twins. The whole the whole episode. Wookiee 1 and Wookiee 2. Hypothetical <laughs> 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 what else? What, what do we have for video games coming out soon? Do we have any new ones coming out that are exciting? I mean, we just had Call of Duty drop. I know we, <laughs> that sounds weird. But <laughs> we had, Call of Duty just came out. So that just came out. Um... I'm trying to think if there's anything else big coming out. I mean, Assassin's Creed came out a week before Call of Duty and stuff. If you guys are like uh, uh, that whole Assassin's Creed lineup, um, I mean, this one is supposed to be by far one of the best Assassin's Creed games to play. It's a really open world. You can do what you want to do. And that um, I, I personally am a Assassin's Creed fan. The last one that came out, I was not so I didn't even finish because I was just I was over it. But uh, I'm, I'm excited to see to get my hands on this one. A lot of customers that pass through the shop really like the new Assassin's Creed, um, just the feel of it, and more more of like a true origin story of mm-hmm. the of the whole um, the whole series. Yeah, cool, very cool. Well, guys, as always, thanks for listening. Hope you guys have a great holiday season, great Thanksgiving. Um, one plug I do want to do because it'll be coming up here. Uh, Jake and I kind of put together a plan here for the store, even though we're a new store. We wanted to give back. Uh, we haven't announced it here, but we've been doing a little bit of interviewing and whatnot. But for the holiday season, we're actually going to be helping out a couple families in need around here. And we are going to be donating two solid size bags, toys, for families in need so that their kids, they can have a great Christmas. Um, we've been conducting it so far, and we're as far as we have everybody that entered. So I think we're going to be starting the interview process next week. And uh, from there, we're going to determine it. You'll see that on YouTube. Uh, we're going to start putting these on YouTube. Hopefully, we're going to start getting these video, too. I mean, a little, little tired tonight, but other than that, we're usually up and around, jumping around, doing jumping jacks, you know, streaking, everything like that. All the good <laughs> stuff that you'd want to watch. <laughs> so, as always, guys, thanks for listening. Hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. Keep in tune. you got any questions, anything you'd like us to talk about, please message us or throw it out there on Twitter or Facebook or anything like that. We will always respond and we'll always take your guys' feedback so that we can talk about what you want to hear. Thanks so much. Have a great night.